Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. For it is a blessing for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Come, come and go with me as we magnify his holy and righteous name. Let us pray. Almighty God, Almighty God, our Deliverer, we lift our hearts to you, invoking your blessings upon our worship. You've made us, you made us one in our need for you. You made us one in our desire for your fellowship, one in our common hope. Father, we thank you for this time of prayer and for this place of worship. Set amid all of the hurrying of our lives and dedicated to the life of the soul and the service of our faith. So Lord God, manifest yourself to us as members and friends of this branch of Christ's church so that all of the best in us may be called forth to praise you. For you are the health of our continents and you are our God. We praise you and we magnify your holy and righteous name. And we do it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Our praise team is coming. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song that just says, God made me. He made me who I am. And how many of y'all know that God don't make no junk? Come on, God made me. right there. Stay right there. Say it again. God made me. God made me. He made me who I am. Yes. Say it again. God made me. God made me. Yeah. Made me now here's my part right here. Come on. Lift your voice. Say, I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. Why? Because God. God made me. He made me who I your voice and say, I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. Won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. Here we go, y'all. My soul says, my soul says,
more time. Everybody lift your voice and say. God made me. Yes, give him glory in here. Our deacons are coming, and they're going to lead us in our devotion. This is all of our devotion. Amen. As we prepare to petition the throne of mercy, let us think on these words. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Father God, we thank you this morning because we realize that you did make us. You created us in your own image. And so we thank you for it. Thank you for breathing into us the breath of life. And Father God, we acknowledge now you as the Alpha and the Omega of all things. We thank you for the journey. We thank you from where you brought us, and we thank you for bringing us to this point. We realize, Father God, in our comings and our goings that we've come up short. But we thank you for your grace and mercy for covering us. And so right now, we just pray, and we acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we invite it in at this point. We pray, O Lord, that in all of our doings, that everything that we do be it decent and in order, but that in all of our doings, you get the glory. Because we realize, Father, that it's not about us, it's about you. Your darling son, Jesus Christ, who died on yonder's cross. Thank you. Under the heavens there is no sweeter name. The blessed name of Christ Jesus our Lord. So, Spirit, come in. Dwell with us. Look into our hearts right now. And Father God, if there's anything that should be, just move it out of the way. Help us, Father God, to move in obedience to your will as we seek your will in all that we do. Bless this church family. Thank you for our shepherd who leads us. We thank you for his vision for this body, for his wisdom, and for his guidance. We thank you for the message that's coming forth today. May all that we do bring you glory. We ask it all in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, family. Good morning. A scripture from the day comes from Isaiah 1. And it starts at the 11th verse, and it reads as follows. What to me is a multitude of your sacrifice, said the Lord. I have had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and of the fat of the well-fed beasts. Do not delight in the blood of the bull or the lamb or the goats. When you come before me, who has required of you this trumpeting of my courts? Bring no more vague offerings, incense, or abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath in the calling of congregation. I cannot endure iniquities in solemn assemblies. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me, and I worry the burden of them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I would not listen. Your hands are full of blood. 
Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Move to do, move the evil of the deeds from before your eyes. God's word for God's people. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Little shepherd boy one day became the king of Israel. He did so. David was his name. Mm -hmm. He asked the Lord one night, he said, Lord, giveth me or maketh me a clean heart. Mm -hmm. I say amen to that. Mm -hmm. I also ask you to join me now in song as we petition our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through my favorite song. <laughs> Jesus, keep me near the cross. I think you got some help there. Yes, sir. I think you got some help over here. Yes, sir. God bless you.
today just thanking you for all your many many blessings father we just thank you for bringing us across last week to this very moment for we realize father there's nothing that we did that was so good that allowed us to be here but it was your mercy and your grace that kept us through dangers seen and unseen father today we celebrate those who have come through and 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 beaten cancer but we yes, also Lord. think about those, Father, that are still going through. Yes, Lord. And we think about those, Father, who fought cancer, and they may be rested in their graves. But Praise we also Lord. think about, Father, that have those that have other health issues. We come to you, Father, because we know you're able. Yes. We know you're able to, to save us, and you're also able to heal our bodies. Yes, sir. And, Father, we thank you for this service, that something might be said or done that would cause some sinner man, boy, woman, or girl, to come saying, I once were lost, but now I'm found blind but now I see. Father, thank you so much. We thank you for all you've done for us. These another blessing we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It's fourth Sunday. You know we stand a little longer on fourth Sunday. Amen. So, so if you need to be seated, amen, you can, but everybody else who can stand, we ask you to stick in here with us. Amen. Stick in here with us if you can. God bless you. Good morning, church. All right. I'd like to enjoy me in the responsive reading. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and the bread of food and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of our righteousness. Congregation. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field gather the gleanings of your harvest celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in your field all you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy they rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder thank you Morning again, K. Chapel. Good morning, good morning. All right. You know, without the Lord's sacrifice, we will be nothing. Mm. And in that honor, we're going to sing nothing but the blood. All right. What can wash? Can make me whole again. 
participation in our devotional service this morning. You are now, you're now in the presence of our pastoral staff. Good morning, Kate Chapel. A heartfelt thank you is extended to those of you who supported our Kate Development Learning Center. And a reminder that there's still time to do so before the month runs out. Keep an eye out on your Kate Chapel app. Click that link that's coming soon and you can support our center here at Cade. Ladies, today's the last day for you to be counted in the mission census. If you're over the age of 19, a member or a non-member, please grab one of those orange cards, complete it, and drop it in the offering plate. The Nate Reference Scholarship Board works every year to make education dreams become a reality, and you can help in this effort by becoming a friend of the Nate Reference Scholarship. To do so, it's simple. Just donate $30 to have your name appear on the board, and you'll become a part of us helping to build brighter tomorrows today. Congratulations is in order to our K-Chapel Mission Ministry. During the Jackson District Annual Session held at Mount Nebo this week, our mission received the Robert L. Landing Attendance Award. This award is sponsored by the Jackson District Missionary Baptist Association Incorporated Women's Auxiliary. Congratulations, K-Chapel Mission Ministry. Did you know that this year K-Chapel is celebrating 140 years of existence? And what's a 140 year celebration without a yearbook? We will start taking photos for the yearbook on November the 10th. Check out the K-Chapel app for more information on dates and times available. And if you don't have the app, no worries. Just download it today for free inside your Apple and Android application store. We are excited to welcome students from Walton Elementary School located at 3200 Bailey Avenue, the address of excellence to celebrate with us today at Cade. At 10 a.m. in the Family Life Gym, join us for the annual Walton at Cade celebration. 
Our Katie Chapel Children's Department will create cards for the holidays for soldiers. If you have a family member or a friend serving in the U.S. military, please submit their name and address to Francis Mack or Sandra Crowley by November the 3rd. Katie Chapel, I have a question. Does this remind you of you on Sunday mornings? Jesus, I am late for church. I'm just going to speak this parking spot into existence right now. Just name it and claim it, Jesus. Oh, for heaven's sakes, use the crosswalk. I, okay, I have the fruit of the Spirit, but y'all need to move. Jesus, give me a miracle. I need a ram in the thicket. Use your mirror. How long does it take to back out of a... Jesus, give me strength. This is so strong. Honestly, there better be coffee. There better be coffee. If this sounds vaguely similar to your Sunday morning experience, I have some good news for you. Daylight Savings Times ends on next Sunday, so just forget to set your clock back an hour, and when you show up for church next week, the parking lot will be empty. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Man, everybody gets here early anyway. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, nobody could relate to that. Um, listen, I do want to give uh, special emphasis and, or, or rather, congratulations uh, to uh, Deacon Thornton. Where's Deacon Thornton? Deacon Thornton? Is Sister Thornton here? Sister, where is she? Where? There she is. Amen. Won't you, won't you stand? Won't you stand? 53 years of holy matrimony. 53 years right here. Amen. We congratulate you. We celebrate you. We thank God for you and a wonderful example of holy matrimony. Amen. Amen. You give us all something to shoot forward to, forward to and look forward to. Amen. Listen, I do want to congratulate our women, our mission, uh, missionary department for uh, winning that award. Also, uh, our, our very own Sister Carolyn uh, was uh, selected as the second vice president of the Jackson Women's District Association, so we thank God for that. We will be praying for her as, as the Lord continues to use her and guide her in leadership for women, uh, the work of women and missionaries uh, in our district association. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Do want to also let you know that this Sunday is the last Sunday uh, that we're asking you to support our our K Development Corporate. I'm sorry, our K Development and Learning Center. K Development and Learning Center. You can do that by uh, purchasing materials, resources, uh, and items that have been on the uh, K Chapel app. If you don't have that app and you're looking for how you can support that. Go right back to the K Chapel uh, Learning Center. There should be uh, some handouts available that shows you what things are still available that you can supply, you can purchase yourself, you can sponsor yourself. There are lots of things that you've already done, and we thank you for that. But there are a few things that are left that would really help to round out the experience for our young scholars, uh, our young people here at our K Development Learning Center. So thank you for what you've already done. This Sunday is the last Sunday that we're asking you uh, to do all that you plan on doing and all that you can do. Amen. 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 God bless you and God keep you as our prayer.
this is not part of my script from this morning, but I did, uh, Pastor, want to recognize the Walton members who did come in. They just finished having breakfast. Will you just wave your hand, Walton? Uh, if you were not in Sunday school this morning, I see the principal back there. You missed a treat. They were fantastic. And Pastor has charged them to continue the, the uh salute that they do in their cheering uh, with, that is a K Chapel cheer. This, they made it up just for us, so we're looking forward to hearing that later. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the final few days of one of the most trying and difficult to understand campaigning seasons of history in the state of Mississippi. Thank God. But all of that said, nothing will make any difference if you don't go and vote. We have a chance to make history. If you have been watching and listening to the candidates, you know we cannot tell you from this podium who to endorse. But what we can tell you is if you don't go and vote, nothing will change. Absolutely nothing will change. Yes, that deserves a hand. That deserves a hand. You have got to go and vote. And, and if you don't want to vote for yourself, go vote for your children. Vote for the future because there will be some decisions made by this state legislature and by the leadership of our state in the next four years that will impact our children for years to come. We need you to voice your opinion. Now, if you don't have a slate of work to do this week, let me challenge you. Call your friends, call your relatives, call your enemies and tell them that they need to go and vote. Challenge them. Oh, you don't like how I vote, then you go vote. We need everybody to go to the polls. And if you don't think that this is serious now, don't say nothing to me when it's over. Because you are going to be a part of the problem if you don't go and vote. And I know that K Chapel, I don't even have to worry about you all, right? I see heads like this. No, I don't have to worry about you. But it's mama and them children that we have to worry about. Mama and them didn't teach their children right. And we need to make sure that our neighbors, our friends, everybody understand. Now, on election day, I will be again with the people at the Masonic Temple, and we will be giving out next Sunday that number. If you have any problems of being able to vote or they don't have something right, you can call the Masonic Temple, and the legal team will be there and able to do some things to help you. Now, you see a person entering the building who don't look like me. He may not look like you. This is fourth Sunday, and of course, we do not receive political candidates on the fourth Sunday to speak, but I think his name you know, because you've seen him on TV. And he's somebody that somebody ought to be able to vote for, amen? Let's give him a round of applause. Hallelujah for the candidates. Thank you, Lord, for the willingness to serve. 
Thank you for people who are willing to put themselves on the line. And we know that they can make a difference. Let's give another rousing applause for what we know will be a winning election. Yes, you can stand in the name of the Lord and in the name of Jesus Christ because he said to us that we are the evidence of our own efforts and our own work and we can make that difference. On November 5th, we will make a difference in Mississippi and we're asking you to go to the polls. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. We certainly thank God for that rousing information, inspiration for us to be engaged in what we know is our obligation. Amen. It is our obligation. If you are not part of the process, you are part of the problem. If you are not part of the process, you are part of the problem. And as we said, we don't tell you who to vote for for Miss Pulpit but meet me on the parking lot and we can have that conversation. We don't do that from the pulpit, amen. We don't do that, we don't engage in that. But we can share uh, our personal, uh, who, who I'm voting for and who I'm supporting, amen, amen. And as, as has been said, we're so delighted that you were here. We, we didn't know you were coming this morning. Uh, it is a part of, this is, for those of you who don't know, this is Jim Hood, y'all. He's running for he's running for governor. Amen. Amen. Go on and stand up and let him see you. Amen. I see Senator Horn is here with you. Amen. I see Audie. You brought a whole entourage with you. I see Senator Norwood over here, Solid Norwood. God bless you. Our own representative Alice Clark. Amen. Former representative Mary Coleman. Amen. Any business need to be done look like we ought to be able to do it right here. Amen. But we thank God for your presence. As has been stated, we, it is Fourth Sunday, and on Fourth Sundays, because of our communion, we don't uh, open the floor up for, for political campaigns and things of that nature. But I do want to recognize you, do want to let you know that we're praying for you, that we are doing all that we can, um, that God's will be done. That God's will be done. Amen. Amen, and I, I, I'm glad that you stopped by. I know it's a busy time for you, and if you can't stay, we certainly understand because I know you got to get out and get uh, some other uh, sites and that kind of thing. But thank you for stopping by and visiting with us here at K Chapel. We thank God for you. We're praying for you, for your family, and all that, all the pursuits that you do. Amen. If you want to wave again, you're welcome to wave at them. Amen. And you tell you what, you can tell them your name, but nothing. That, amen. Just, just, just tell, just tell them good morning. Amen. Come on, come on, brother. Just tell them good morning. Amen. God good, bless you. Good morning. Amen. Bless y'all. Thank you very Thank much. God for bless you. <laughs> amen. See, see. Now, now, some politicians can't do as they told, but he can do it. Amen. 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 You you get some points right there. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We're, we're going further down. It is time now for our benevolent offering. And for those of you that are worshiping with us from live stream, there should be a number on your stream telling you how to give to those that are less fortunate than what we are. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. Ushers.
Better stand for prayer. Receive and bless these gifts and our lives, O oh God, which we offer in response to your steadfast love. As your son, Jesus transformed people's lives. So may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts, through our love and through our witness. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Good morning, K.E. Chapel. At this time, we'd like to recognize the rest of our visitors. So if, if you are a visitor here this morning, or if you are not a visitor and have been here more than one time, but you are not yet a member, will you please stand? We got a coming, Pastor. <laughs> will you please stand? Amen. On behalf of our pastor, Pastor Reginald Buckley, and the K Chapel Church family, we want to extend our love to you and welcome you. We know that you could have been somewhere else, but you chose to be here right here at K Chapel, a place where you can worship, connect, grow, and serve. So before you sit down, let us give you something special, something that I would like to call a love song just for you. <laughs>
Good morning, K Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on those that are in need of your prayers, your calls, and your support. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Carol McLaughlin, our organist here at K Chapel, lost his father, Mr. Clarence Bilbrew. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time, and we will let you know as soon as they are completed. Sister Laquita Simp Simpkins and Sister Vera Johnson lost their aunt, Miss Lizzie Moore Stiffs. That funeral was held on yesterday in Utica, Mississippi. Mother Dolores Curry lost her niece, Miss Rosemary Stamps. Sister Alina Price lost her cousin, Violas Snow Eubanks. Sister Ann Alexander lost her son, Reginald Antonio Harris. Sister Loretta Williams lost her husband, Mr. Alonzo Williams. And Sister Rochelle Bingham lost her uncle. We have still in the hospital, Sister Thelma Long and Kenny Williams. We also have those recovering at home, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Destiny Smith, and Reverend Michael Jones. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. Well, it's tithes and offering time. And I'm so excited. I'm excited because now we can give with joy and blessing the Lord in our giving. For we understand that fully worshiping God includes offering. Here at Cade Chapel, there are primarily three reasons why we give. The first reason why we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Second reason is because it's a sign of thankfulness for God supplying all our needs in our life. And thirdly, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by the traditional way, by using an envelope, or you can give by the K Chapel app. And for those of you that may be watching by live stream, you too can give by using the K Chapel app or by utilizing the number that's on your screen. Now let us now hear the word of God. None can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will devote to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. So now as we prepare to give, let us take just a moment to sanctify what we are about to give as an offering unto the Lord who gives every good and perfect gift to us. So let us pray. Lord, we are about to worship you through giving. So search our hearts and sanctify our minds so that these gifts are received with the joy for which you are given. For you love a cheerful giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Anybody got a hallelujah in your heart? Anybody got a hallelujah in your spirit? My hallelujah belongs to you. My praise belongs to you. My worship belongs to you because you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Everything I am, everything I've got, everything that I have and everything I'm not, you deserve it. My God. My God. Mm. to be primed to give it to him. He deserves it. When I think about how good God has been, he deserves it. I think about all he's brought me through, he deserves it. I think about all he's brought my family through, he deserves it. When I think about the healings that he's done in my life, in my wife's life, he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Yes, he deserves it. And he didn't just do it in my life. He did it in your life too. And somebody can witness. He deserves it. 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 You deserve it. You deserve
stand into your feet, can you just sing it sweetly? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give it to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1. While you're finding that, let me also recognize our Hines County tax collector who also is here. Our brother Eddie Fair won the primary. He runs unopposed in the general election. So we thank God for your presence as well. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 11, these words you will find. 
recorded. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of the fed beasts. I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hands to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. When ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, pleasing God with our worship. Pleasing God with our worship. When you read the Bible and you begin to study the mode, the method, and the meaning of worship. You will leave your study with two perhaps basic ideas. That our worship can either brighten the face of God or it can turn the stomach of God. What we do here, week after week, can either bring God pleasure or it can bring him pain. Either we give God glory in such a way that he is pleased. Or what we offer him, he actually turns his nose to. Which causes us to have to consider at some point, what is our worship really about? Does our worship reach the heart of God? Or does it stop at his ears? Where he says, I will hear no more. This text offers a vivid commentary on God's feelings about what we call worship. And perhaps that's where the problem begins. Us trying to define 
worship. For what we call worship may in fact never reach the heart of God. And perhaps we've given way too much time and, and way too much attention to making worship fit our personalities, fit our idiosyncrasies, fit the way we are rather than making sure it's something that God actually likes. Churches go through it all the time. In fact, you have some churches that have decided, well, we'll have this worship service at this time and this worship service at another time because this style works with this group and this style works with another group when worship was never about you in the first place. How dare we get so caught up in what we like that we got to have our own service. To please our personalities, to please our likes. How, how dare we get so caught up and so self-centered in our own ways that we design worship around us? God says, have you forgotten? Worship is about me. Have you paused for a while to consider what it is that you offer and wonder how I feel about it? God answers that very question in this text. And it could be for some of us a quite startling text because he has us to know that everything that we offer as worship is not necessarily accepted by him. I know you call it worship. I know it gets you happy. I know it makes goosebumps get on your skin. But God says, actually, some of this stuff turns my stomach. Some of this stuff causes me to have to close my eyes. Some, some of this stuff, God says, makes me stop my ears. And, and some of this stuff actually causes me to turn my face from it. Which means at some point the church should do a self-examination, a self-assessment on this thing, this, this practice, this enterprise that we call worship, and ask God, God, are you pleased? Are you pleased with this weekly offering? Are you pleased with what we present to you? Does, does this excite your heart? Does this invite your presence? Does this cause you to be glorified? Or has this production been just that? A production that's pleasing to our sensibilities. So God... God weighs in on what worship is and what it ought to be. And come on and just walk with me, if you don't mind, through this text. He, he gives, first of all, in this text, there is the inquiry. The inquiry where God raises the question in the very first verse. He says, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? Right there, God says, watch this. I need to know the why behind your what. I need 
need to know, God says, I want to know why you're doing what you're doing. Which suggests that God is not just interested in the act, but the attitude. He's not just interested in the presentation, but the motivation. He, he's not just interested in the movement, but the intention behind it. God says, why are you doing this? Because if you come here with the wrong motive, the wrong intention, the wrong agenda, God says, that's reason enough for me to reject what you call worship. Y'all going to come on and go with me in just a minute. He says, if, if you've got the wrong mindset, if you've come here with the wrong agenda and the wrong intentions, he says, that's enough right there for your worship to be disqualified. For what reason? To what purpose is the multitude of God? God says, I, I see you giving me all these gifts. Why are you doing that? God, God says, it's not enough that you give your tithe. He says, I, I want to know Where's your heart in the giving? Rem Dunn, I want to know, do you really have a cheerful heart? Are you just talking up here? Is your heart really glad? Or is it just something you're reading? Is it, is it something that you really enjoy doing? Or is it something that you've been drugged into doing? The truth of the matter is, some of us come to church not because we have a heart to, but because we've been drugged. Amen. A lot of reasons why people come to church. People come to church for different reasons. Some people come to church out of guilt. Guilt from what they did last week. Guilt from what they did last night. And, and, and come here because of a guilty conscience. God says, why are you here? Are you here out of guilt? Some of us come out of fear, afraid that if we don't come to church and do the church thing that God will get us. And it's the fear of God getting back at us that actually motivates us to be here. Some of us come here out of habit because we simply don't know what else to do on Sunday mornings. We've been coming to church so long, it's just the tradition and we wake up and it's, it's time stamped on our mind that we got to get here on Sunday morning and, and we just hear, out of, why are you here, God says. What's the motivation behind your presence and your offering? God says, I, I, I'm actually interested not just in your bodies being in the seats. I'm interested in the heart that got it there. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices? It says, I'm full of burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I delight not in the blood of bullocks. Right here, God says, listen, just because you offer it doesn't mean I'm accepting it. Which means you got to check yourself. Check your gift, check your heart, and check your worship. Because I'm convinced, as the Bible says and calls it in the Old Testament, that there are some presentations that God looks at and labels them as strange fires. You read it. Aaron's sons presented one day in the tabernacle under God 
they lighted incense unto God and, and God said, nope, I don't want that. And he rejected that and he rejected them. And he said, the reason I'm rejecting it is because it's a strange fire. In other words, I didn't ask for that. Where did you get that from? Watch this. Some of this stuff we bring in the church, you need to ask, where did that come from? It's a strange fire. So some of this stuff didn't come from holy places. It's a strange fire and it finds its place in the church and you need to investigate and be discerning about everything that's presented in front of you just because it's in the church doesn't mean it's of the church. I can't get no help in here. Just because it's in a robe don't mean it's got any robeliness in it. Wish y'all would come on and go with me in here. Just because it look holy don't mean it is holy. You, you need to investigate and check some of this stuff, the origins of it. Where did it come from? This, is God pleased with this or is this a strange fire that I'm just asking God to accept? Secondly, after the inquiry, there is the insight. The insight, the middle part of this text where the reader is given some insight as to how God himself feels about what is being offered to him. God actually weighs in on our worship. Think about this for a moment. That after we finish what we're doing here, that God gives you a grade. After you finish everything you've done here, God looks at it, assesses it, and assigns a grade to it. Now the question is, what would some of you get today? If God were grading you on your worship, some of you would be in summer school. Amen. Making up all kind of classes and stuff that you failed at. Amen. And, and you need to understand that God looks at our worship and assigns weightiness to it. Did, what, did this come through to him? Did this move him? Did this say anything to his heart? Or was this something that God looked at and closed his ears, closed his eyes, pinched his nose, and turned his back. Because apparently he can and will do all of that to stuff that we call worship. Look at it, verse 13, he says, Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbath, the calling of assemblies. He says, I cannot. God says, I just can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do this inauthentic stuff that you, you present to me and call worship. I just can't go through it. It sickens me. Even the solemn meeting, verse 14, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. 
They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. God says, you can do all of this that you want to do. He says, I'm not hearing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not accepting it. Because there's something wrong with it. And you got to at some point ask yourself, what could be so bad about our offerings that God says, nope, keep it, I don't want it. What could be so bad about our praise and our worship that God says, I'll pass. Here it is, a few things. Number one, number one, worship that is sound with no substance. Sound with no substance. He calls it vain oblations. Vain oblations, vain, vain oblations, vain oblations. When God, when God, when God, you're in a bad place, y'all. When God, when God, when God turns up his nose to what you give him, you're in a bad place. When God turns his face and says, I don't want to see it, I don't want any parts in it, God says it's vain. In other words, watch this. It's sound and no substance. It sounds like worship. God says, but ain't nothing to it. It's got the right sound, but it's hollow in substance. It has no meaning behind it. Watch this. They talk about, oh, how I love Jesus, but they don't even love each other. It's sound with no substance. They talk about me being a forgiving God, but they're holding grudges with each other. It's sound with no substance. Talk about, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, but they don't even take the time to pray themselves. They wait until Sunday morning to do all of their praying. It's sound with no substance. Amos weighs in on that very thought when he says in Amos chapter 5 verse 23, take away from me the noise of thy songs for I will not hear the melody of thy voice. Listen, God says listen, you, listen. If God can listen to your singing and call it noise, I promise you, it has nothing to do with your pitch. You didn't hear what I said. If God can listen to your singing and call it noise, it's not because you're not on key. Because the Bible says make a joyful noise, which means there's some noise that God gladly accepts. But, but, if, but if he can listen to your singing and say, no, nah, that's just a bunch of noise and I don't even want to hear it, it suggests that though you're on the right key, it's something wrong in your heart. And you can have the right key. You can sing to the rafters rejoice. If your heart is in a minor key, God ain't hearing it. God doesn't want to have anything It's sound with no substance. 
God says, and I don't want anything to do with that. He says, also, I don't want anything to do with church without change. He says, you, you, all, you all, the church is busy having church. That's the calling of the assemblies, the sacred assemblies, it says in the text. Calling of assemblies. And he says, and you all are so busy coming to church that y'all ain't taking the church nowhere. You come to church, watch this, you come to church, but, but, but you leave in the same way that you came. You come to church, but church didn't do anything to change you. You came mean. And some of y'all got mean on why you were here. He said, you're having church, but you're not changing. You're having church, you're doing the things that, that, that make for good practices of religion, but it's not doing anything to change your attitude, to change your mindset, to change how you relate to people. He says, and you know what? You come in week after week, but Monday through Saturday, you're still doing your own thing. You're having church, and you're not changing. And he says, I don't want anything to do with it. He says you have form without function. Verse 14, your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are trouble to me. He says, verse 15, and when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Look at that. That's the form. That's the form of religion. That's the form of worship. We lift our hands, and that's a moment when we do the form. We, we, we know that we ought to get into the atmosphere and do the expressions of worship. And some of us have mastered the expressions of worship and the expressiveness of worship without there being any function behind the form. And so you know when to put your hands up. You know when to make your holy face. You know when to go in. You know, you know when to shout. You know when to kick your head back. You, you know all of the form of function to make it look like something going on. He said, but there's no function behind the form. And it said, look like if you got all this Holy Ghost power in you, there ought to be some function behind it to give the evidence that the form was real. If you got the form of the Holy Ghost, look like somebody ought to be delivered. If you got the form of the Holy Spirit, it looked like somebody ought to be set free. If you got the form of the Holy Spirit, it looked like somebody who's been sick ought to be made well. If you got the form of the Holy Spirit residing within you, look like there ought to be a moving of the Spirit. The function behind the form. And so God does not leave us though. After this critique that he offers, after this sobering assessment, it causes us to have to look at what we present to God as worship. God finally gives us his own instructions on worship that would be pleasing to him. He says, first of all, if your worship is going to be pleasing to me, he said, first of all, it must come from a clean heart. Verse 16, wash you, make you clean. There's no way around it, young people. No way around it, my brothers and sisters. We can have a good time here. It can sound good. It can look good. It can even feel good to you. 
but if God is going to be pleased. He says, I've got to look beyond and, and listen beyond what's coming out of your mouth. I've got to look at the condition of your heart. He said, if it's going to be pleasing to me, I want to make sure, yeah, that your heart matches up with what's coming out of your mouth. He said, if it's going to be pleasing to me, I've got to make sure that, that it's coming from a place where you have said to the Lord, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. Yes, he said, because if, if worship is going to be real, if it's going to be pleasing, it must first come a place where holiness resides. Wish y'all would come on and talk to me in here. Uh, he says, create a clean heart. You cannot cover up yourself when you're trying to worship God. If anything, you must say, Lord, wash me. Make me clean. Cleanse my mind so that I can really think about who you are and what you want from me. Cleanse my heart so that I'm not so caught up in what's going on around me, but that I can see you fully for who you are and what you would have of me. Lord, clean my motives so that I come here seeking not anything for myself, but seeking only to glorify you. God, clean me. Give me a clean heart. Then secondly, if you're going to have worship that pleases God, not only must it come from a clean heart, but it must lead to a clean life. Verse 16 says, wash you and make you clean. But then it goes on further and says, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. God says, listen, if you want to please me with your worship, stop leaving here doing the same thing you did before you came. He's, he says, listen, yes, I'm a God who will cleanse. Yes, I'm a God who will forgive. Yes, I'm a God who will give you another chance. He says, but at some point you've got to decide who you are and who you will be and who you are becoming in Christ Jesus. And if your worship is for real, you can't keep doing week after week. The same old thing. Come here Sunday, Lord, forgive me. And then Monday through Saturday, still doing the same old thing. Come back Sunday, Lord, forgive me. Go back Monday through Saturday, still doing the same old thing. Come back Sunday, Lord, forgive me. Then this Sunday is communion Sunday, so you really say, Lord, really forgive me. No. God says... If your worship is for real, it must lead to a clean life. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Jesus looks at that woman who was caught in adultery and says to her, Go and sin no more. After he had forgiven her of her sin, he charged and challenged her to stop doing what brought her to that place. In the first place, go and sin no more. Worship must lead 
to a clean life. Thirdly, and I'm through. If your worship is going to please God, it must produce a clean community. It must produce a clean community. I'm not just making this up. It's in the text, y'all. Verse 17 says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Watch what God says. God says, listen, at some point, if you're going to be in church, you have to take the church with you and show folk outside of the church that you've been in church because the church is in you. He says, listen, there's so many issues. There's so many situations, so many conditions that are part of society that the people of God need to touch, minister to, and change. Plead, it says. Plead, plead for the widow. Relieve the oppressed. Seek judgment or justice. Learn to do well. Judge the father. All that has to do with life on the outside. And in this text, God says, listen, the reason I can't keep doing worship the same old way with people is because nobody is interested in changing life outside of the church. How dare you come to church? Have your weekly assembly. Go back to your homes and do nothing in the community where you had worship. That's what God is saying. God says, no. If, if, if you're going to be the church, then make sure that the community knows that you are the church and that on Sunday you had church because on Monday you're bringing the church to them. He says change the community. Issues that are going on in the nation, in the state, the people of God should be able to impact. Homelessness, hungriness, waywardness, all of those are things that the people of God ought to be able to touch, impact, and change. And God says, until you do so, ain't none to your worship. Now, I know that's not good English, but it's good preaching. God says, until your worship leads to a clean life, comes from a clean heart, and produces a clean community, he says, I don't want to have anything to do with it. You can have it. Keep making your noise. Because that's all it is until it comes from a clean heart, leads to a clean life, and produces a clean community. Let our worship be for real. Let your worship be for real. Because watch this, and I'm through. Worship is not a weekly activity. Worship, y'all, 
is not what you do on Sunday. Worship is your life offering to the Lord. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as living sacrifices. Living sacrifices. That means every day you're alive. Your life ought to be a life of worship unto God. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. We want to see a smile on your face. I present my life to you. We present our hearts to you. If you're here this morning, the greatest act of worship you could ever do is by giving him your life. I beseech you therefore, brethren, present your bodies, give yourself as living sacrifices. If you're here today and you've not given your life to God through Jesus Christ, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't have a church home, a place to live out your faith with brothers and sisters and a pastor to call your own, why don't you do that this morning? This is commitment time. Why don't you make the commitment this morning? The doors of the church are open. Come now. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take, take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to see. I want to put a smile on your face. I present my, my. life to you. I present my, yes, my heart to you. Sing it again here. Here's my worship. Take joy, Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. I present my, my life to you. I present I present my heart to I you. I think they got it now. Sing it with this. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. I want to put a smile on your face. I present. I present my, my life. My life to you. I present. I present my, my heart life to you. So here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord, smile. Here's my worship smile. Here's my
joy in Make it your dwelling Make it your dwelling place I want to put a smile on your face I present my life to you I present present my heart to you Amen Both are coming for prayer mother comes in prayer for her children. Let us pray. Father God, we come. We come thanking you for another day. Lord, we come with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Because, Lord, we know we can do nothing without you. But, Father God, we come to say thank you for all that you've done. Master, we stand with a mother realizing that raising children isn't a job that you can do alone. Knowing that it cannot be done without you in their lives. So, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just wrap your loving arms around this family. Keep them in your loving care. Father, whatever the need is there, O oh Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, you tend to it. A mother comes realizing that you can give what she can. Bless now, Lord. And Lord, we have another coming. We may not know all that's going on with him, Lord. But Lord, we know you do. So Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you would just touch this young man's life. Direct his path. Guide his feet. Be the light that he needs at a dark time. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Master, because you've done so much for each of us. In our own way, oh Lord, we just want to say thank you. In the name of thy Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we prepare, take the Lord's Supper. 
let us examine ourselves. If there's anything in our hearts that should not be, we ask God to take it and move it away. Move it away as far as the east is from the west. Buried in the deepest part of the ocean so that we will one day be with our Lord and Savior. That one day we will be with the one who sent his son to the cross to die for each and every one of us. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, as we prepare now, to do one of the ordinances of the church. Father God, we ask now that you examine our hearts. And Lord, whatever's in it, we ask now that you move it, that you take it away from us. And Lord, that we will be able to take it. And then, dear Lord, when this life is over, that we'll one day walk and talk with you. These precious prayers. We do pray them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen. something that's gluten-free for you. If you will, just raise your hand and you will be served.
us pray prayer together. Let us pray prayer together. been served? Everyone? On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he taken the bread and he prayed. And he said, this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. And in that same order, he took the cup and said, this is the blood of the New Testament. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. And they sing a song.
Now to who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the Father. May his grace and mercy abide within each and every one of us. Amen.